Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. The schedule for Chattanooga women's basketball has been released. Who better to get the lowdown from than Mox head coach Katie Burroughs? She joins us this week on Mox on the Mic. So how much tougher was it putting a schedule together during a pandemic? Well, it was already done prior to, um, honestly, but I guess the fear of um, losing these games has always been in our minds right now. And, you know, with the way that things are looking with the proposals, um, it could be four games, it could be five or six games. Um, depending on the proposal, and it could be 15 games that we lose, and they may say you're only playing conference. So we don't know um, what's going to happen um, with all that. But, yeah, it was done prior to, thankfully. I think I added one game after the fact, and, um, and it was Tennessee Tech. So, Coach, tell me, when will you know what your schedule is going to be? Um, well, so the um, they're supposed – to meet, I think the 16th, the, uh, the committee's supposed to meet the 16th. And then, um, from that there, who knows if they'll actually vote on the 16th, but the, I think the deadline for them has to be prior to the start of what practice would be for everyone, which would be September 29th, um, as competition was supposed to be starting on the 10th of November. So, um, you know, obviously just have to let us know what's going on by then. Otherwise we, we could start and have to stop what we're doing. I don't, I don't think that's what they want. So, you know, football kind of has gone through this same sort of ordeal, so to speak of, of the uncertainty of not knowing, can you learn anything or take anything away from what you've seen the other sports around campus that have had to deal with something similar? Can you take any advice or, or anything from what you saw them do and apply it to, to your situation? Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's just all of our sports are just so different in the way that we function. Um, I think it gives us a little bit of hope in knowing that they were, you know, saying, okay, football, you can get that game in or uh, volleyball, you can get the game in, you know, that they're playing this weekend. Go mocks. Good luck. Um, and, you know, tennis is working on trying to play. So I think there's always there's hope for us. And we know that. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that we will have a season. It just might be abbreviated. And um, I know that we as conference, as a conference have discussed as head coaches, we've um, just been on an email chain about, you know, our concerns and what are, what we would like to see. And everybody's on the same page um, and want to get as many games in as possible, as long as we can do it safely. Um, and I think that's going to look, different as well. I don't know what the regulations are going to be, you know, for attendance and things of that nature. So don't ask me those questions. I don't know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, email Mark dash Wharton at UTC. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he probably doesn't know yet either. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know that I can necessarily take anything away other than there's hope that we can play. What I love about this schedule though, as it stands currently, and that's, that's what we have. So that's what we're going to go from, uh, for the rest of our conversation here. But what I love about it, and I know that it's tradition, uh, with Chattanooga women's basketball is there's no breathers here. I mean, there's a lot of really good basketball teams 
that are on this schedule. Um, and, and I love the the mid-major matchups. I love the games against the OVC and, and like-sized, if you will, conferences. Can you share your thoughts a little bit on your scheduling philosophy and, and kind of what you've learned from it over the years? Yeah, I think there has to be a balance in your schedule. Um, you know, if you're going to play some of the Power 5 schools, you obviously have to balance that out. Uh, you don't want to have too many as far as, and that's, there's a lot of factors involved there, you know, travel being one of them as well. Um, you know, this is going to be a heavy travel um, schedule because of the way that it's set up. And, you know, when we, when we schedule games, we scheduled them over two years. And so we say majority of the time, Hey, we're going to do a home and home, or we're going to start at your place. We're going to start at our place. And then we'll flip-flop the next year. And so you're going to see a lot of the same teams this year that we played last year due to those contracts. Um, and so, uh, but as far as, I mean, honestly, we don't back down from a challenge, but again, we have to balance that out and make sure that we're um, competitive based on um, who we've got coming back that season. And, um, you know, we, we're going to return uh, quite a bit of scoring. So that's fortunate um, for us. And so to be able to compete at a higher level with these teams, these were good teams. You said it. These are really good teams, had really good seasons last year. And some of them thumped us. I mean, <laughs> they put up a lot of points. And so, um, yeah, it, it's for me, I, I just kind of look at, 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 I look at travel. I look at um, for us, you know, when they come to us, is it going to help us attendance wise? Um, and then obviously the competitive side of things, I like to play different conferences um, because they bring different flavors, if you will, of, of different styles of play. And so you, you expose yourself to a lot of different teams. Um, then when you hit the NCAA tournament, Lord willing, uh, you're, you've seen most of it and, and you're prepared for it and it's not a shock. Can you give us an idea in terms of what changes you may put in place from a travel protocol this year, or have you gotten to that point yet? Yeah, we talked about it. You know, the hope was that we could do more day trips um, within, I think it was, I think we said like 150 miles or something like that. Um, we don't have a ton of those road games. Um, so I'll give you for instance. So um, we go down and play Georgia State at Georgia State for two games prior to, for Christmas, before Christmas. And, uh, you know, to limit that, um, uh, limit those funds a little bit, we would say, okay, if we play on that, I think it's the 20, I think it's the 20th, um, maybe drive down that morning to play our game and then stay one night instead of two. Um, you know, we were going to make Austin P a day trip, but Purdue lined up with that. So we're actually going to go all the way to Purdue and then hit up Austin P on the way back. But you know, with the way that some of these bigger conferences have been making decisions, I don't know that we'll play Purdue. So I know you said to move along, as though, but you know, they, it, it, so if they were to back out, we might could make Austin P a day trip. But other than that, it's going to be difficult for us to do that or those closer schools are actually coming to us this year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we've still got to, we're, we're going to stay in decent hotels when we go. We're still going to eat well, you know, we're just going to have to, figure that out from other sides of it as far as cost saving ways to, uh, to make sure we don't go over budget. So first two home games, Belmont and Cincinnati talk specifically about those two teams and, and, and having them uh, come to Chattanooga. 
Yeah, so uh, it's always a competitive game with Belmont, you know, and, and um, I, we played them first last year. We're going to play them first again this year, and that's always a gamble because Bart Brooks does a really good job with that program, and he brings in really quality players, and um, he's going to have a lot of those kids back. Um, and so it, it should be, but so are we, we're going to have several kids back too. And, and we're adding more to the mix and we're getting kids back from injury. So, uh, it should be another competitive game. Um, you know, I want to be able to, uh, obviously start off this season with a win rather than the alternative. And I'm actually excited to be able to get that bunch here on our home court. Um, you know, just to see how we, how we match up with them, but, First game of season is always tough. No matter what, you're still working out kinks and you're playing in front of a crowd for, you know, one of the first times. And so there'll be some nerves involved. Um, but it's going to be, you know, like I say, we were, it was a close game. So hopefully the outcome is different this year for us. And then with Cincinnati, man, that was a, that game last year was stressful. Um, you know, we were, we had gotten down and then we made a big push and we were really competing and um, just felt like if we'd gotten a better start, um, it just would have been a different outcome for us. And, and, and another coach in, in, in Michelle um, Heard, she is um, making her way up and is really um, excellent at what she does. And so she's going to have those kids ready. And that was just her, I believe, her first year there. Uh, might have been her second year. Um, but she's starting to get her kids in there too. And so it's going to look – they're going to be different, I think, this year. Um, still athletic, still going to push it. But um, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting matchup. And I'm excited to get them on our home court, Lord willing. <laughs> I'd be one of the ones we'd miss if, you know, they move it. I I want to get you back on at some point in time as we get a little closer to the season to talk a little more about this team. But I can't go through this conversation and not at least – Get, try to get a little bit of information from you. Um, it was a rough start last year for you guys. Do you feel like you need a fast start with this group? Need, I mean, of course, you always you always want to get a fast start because you you if you can start off on a good note, um, the the chances of maintaining that are greater. You know what we did last year was amazing. Um, our girls to be able to pull themselves out of that pit. Um, I mean, we got deeper than we've ever gotten, you know, and then they were able to pull themselves out and just stay the course. And um, and I think a lot of that was due to the fact that I had some folks that were having to play positions that they didn't normally play. You know, I was starting to Kia Burks as a point guard, and that wasn't her – I mean, she's not played point guard. She hasn't needed to. Um, but I asked her to fill that role, and, and, and once it finally clicked, we started showing success. I think the depth is going to be there more so this year. We have more bodies. Um, that's because we have more people and because we have um, right now knocking on wood as we speak, um, everyone is healthy um, and eligible. So we don't have those worries to start out with either, um, which is, is fortunate. So we just got to stay, obviously stay the course with that and, and, and pray that nobody, uh, nobody gets hurt between now and then. And we just keep everybody safe this year. <laughs> um, you know, it hasn't happened in years past, but we, uh, we sure do hope that if we can, we, we are hopeful that if we can keep everybody healthy, um, we're going to have, like I say, that depth is going to help help us get a better start. You mentioned the returning scoring that you've got coming back this year. I, I'm not going to ask you how you replace Lakeland, but where do you want to see that offensive production come from? Who needs to step forward this year offensively? Yeah, it's going to be a collective effort. You know, I think uh, one of the um, – the things that I have been really harping on um, is pushing tempo, not in an uncontrolled way. We always talk about don't play fast. Fast is out of control. 
you know, play quick, okay, because quick is a more controlled environment. So slow to quick, change of speed. But I want to push tempo uh, more this year than we have the last couple of years. And then I need post-production. You know, and, and so it kind of fussing at my girls about, hey, I need you guys to be more productive. And then I'm fussing at my guards. Well, hey, they can't be productive if you don't get them the ball. So we've been really, really focusing on how we're going to get them engaged because I think we've got uh, we've got some stuff down low. You're just not seeing it. And, and it's because there's been reluctance on both the guards and the post part, but they have been working their tails off. Um, down down on the block and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they produce against an opponent they're doing a good job against one another right now um, hopefully that carries over and so I think that is where we're going to have to see more of this year um, hopefully we shoot the ball better from the perimeter but again I, I just think working inside out whether it be attacking the paint and kicking out or hitting the post and then letting them kick it back out I think that's just so critical and in, in getting more uh, like getting a higher percentage shot if that makes sense. What are you guys able to do right now? Well, so when we started back, we didn't get to do anything that first week of classes. Um, excuse me. No, the first week they were back. Um, we were here for about three, I think it was three weeks prior to classes starting. It might have been four. Have we been in three? I think we've been in three weeks. So I think we were here um, for three weeks prior to school. But the first week we had testing. So we had to wait on all those results to come back. So we did nothing. And then we, we got back in phases. So phase one was no player contact with one another. We could have small groups and they could share a ball, but they weren't connecting with one another at all. Um, the, the second two weeks was a little more abbreviated contact. So you could work on ball screen actions, dribble handoff actions, but they still weren't playing live. Um, and then last week was our first week or two weeks ago. I don't even know what week it is anymore, Chris. I'm sorry. I just, I've lost time. I think this happens a lot. It's still <laughs> April, isn't it? <laughs> what, what day is it? No, um, it, it's hard to believe though that we're sitting in September, but, um, but yeah, so we've been, I think this is our third, this is our third week playing contact. Um, and so we're five on five a couple of days a week. Um, we've got everybody there. And then there's another two days a week where we do um, smaller groups where we can work on uh, more of the fundamental aspects and breakdown. I think we're all excited to see Anna Walker in a Chattanooga uniform. A little bit about her. I know you kind of talked about, you feel like you got some things in the post. I would imagine she will be a part of that mix down low. Yeah, you know, she's, so she'll be a forward position, so she she can take it inside. Um, but to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter, so she'll be able to be that trail post for us um, and, and knock down the open threes when she's available, but also being able to, like I say, when they've got a smaller guard, maybe having to fill that position or, um, or someone of similar size to her, she'll still be able to post up because that's what she's been doing in the past. Um, and, yeah, it's always fun to have someone who is local, um, wearing a Chattanooga uniform just because I think it just brings a, um, a nice hometown feel for us. You can and, relate uh, to that, can't you? I can. I can. And it is nice because she, you know, for somebody to be able, I mean, her family will get to enjoy being here and watching her and and, uh, and not just her family. She's got a whole slew of people that are rallying around her. And, and uh, so it will be good for our group overall to have, have those fans in the seats, hopefully, um, and, or at least tuning in, you know, whenever they can. But, yeah, she's um, she's got a lot of room to grow um, in her game. And so we've talked about how we would like for her to improve this year so that she can be more versatile. Um, but, yeah, right now we're looking at her in a, in a forward uh, position. Um, and she's a super smart kid. She sees things. It's just figuring out. We actually had this conversation today. 
the comfort level that she had with her high school team just hasn't transitioned over yet because she doesn't know these girls as well on the court. And so, um, but you can tell that it's getting better with each one of them every week um, as they grow more comfortable with what, who they are and then who they are, not just individually, but who they are within our team. Um, what's your new identity, if you will. I want to stick with the, the newcomers for a minute, if okay. you don't mind. You have a young lady from Iceland. Would you like for me to say her name? That's you? A, how did you know? <laughs> and I'm probably not going to say it as well as I should, but it's Sigrun Olafsdottir. Now that is the Katie Burroughs version. If she says it, it's much quicker and probably a little bit smoother, but um, she is just precious. You know, she is 19 years old and she looks 12. I mean, she's just got the sweetest little face, um, but she don't play sweet. She's very, uh, very tough, very physical. Um, it's funny. First day that she actually got to participate in workouts, Brittany uh, Johnson, my assistant was guarding her. And uh, she kind of put her forearm in her chest to get open to kind of not really push off, but just kind of use her body. And she goes, Ooh, they play tough in Iceland. I like this, you know, and so <laughs> she's just, it's just different. You know, when you're coming from overseas, they play different style and, and they are a lot more physical in some areas. And so she's used to that. Um, footwork has been a little bit different here. They do, they are a little bit looser overseas with footwork. And so she's going to have to tighten that up a little bit, but she is smart super smart. Um, and she, she has from the get go been able to get her teammates engaged in ways that, um, others haven't necessarily been able to do as freshmen. And so I'm excited to, to kind of see how she, um, how much she grows in, in this time and getting to know her teammates even better. Um, and then she can score in a lot of different ways. And today she hit a three, she had a pull up jumper, got to the rim. She's long, she's fast. Oh my gosh. We didn't realize how fast she was until she got here. It's hard to tell on film. And she took off down the floor the first day she was here. And we were like, whoa, whoa, nice surprise. You know, this kid can fly. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped to have, uh, to have her on board. How did you find her? Email. You know, it was, it was funny. Uh, John, I think, got an email. Um, and, and, you know, we get tons a day. And he just clicked on the right one and, and was watching the film and, and uh, got in touch with her, um, if you call him a handler or agent or however they, you know, see themselves. But, you know, her contact over there. We're actually talking to a couple of girls from over there. And, and uh, it's funny because they, they had played together at one point, too, which was cool. Um, but, yeah, just answered the right email. It's funny. Um, how that happens sometimes. And, and, you know, obviously we can't go over there. Um, we don't have the funds to do that. So we're basing it solely off film. And fortunately the film did not lie. So <laughs> at least not yet. Was we'll it, see. was there a concern about getting her here given the way things are oh, going and travel? You, oh my gosh. It was awful. <laughs> Um, you know, cause we just kept asking her, is your, is your embassy open? Is your embassy open? She's like, no, it's not open yet. It's not open yet. She flew in on August 3rd and school started the 16th or 17th and she had to quarantine for two weeks. And so we got her back, um, second day of school. We got her, she was able to, to go to class and everything that day. So, you know, and, and there was a, I don't remember what the exact cutoff was that they had to be here, uh, but yeah, we didn't make it by much. 
it was uh, it was touch and go there for a while. But their embassy, as soon as she got that appointment, uh, as soon as they opened, she got an appointment within like three or four days, and she got her visa immediately and was on a plane just a couple days later. So you imagine what that was like for her mother. Ooh. And her mom couldn't travel here with her. Um, so she flew with her to Amsterdam and then put her on a plane to the States from Amsterdam. Wow. How hard would that be? Yeah. Wow. You, you tell me. But she's fitting in real well and, and the girls have rallied around her and, and really made her feel like she's at home. All right. Let's 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 uh, finish up here and, and talk about the conference for a second. It was you guys. It was It was Greensboro. It was Samford at the top of the regular season standings last year. Give me your quick take on, you know better than anybody, what all is coming back across the league. Give us your quick take on how you see the Southern Conference. It's going to be another competitive year. Uh, Stanford had to replace a lot of bodies, though. They lost seven or eight kids, so they're going to have a, 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 a lot of new faces, but they're still going to have some of their core kids. Um, they got Natalie Armstrong back, big um, forward uh, that can go inside or out, and so she's going to be a force to, uh, to deal with. Um, Furman lost a couple of big-time scores, but they still have their, their – also they have their big center that's going to be back, um, so they're going to continue to get a lot of production from her. Um, and, and, you know, Greensboro, again, another team that lost a lot. So I think a lot of new faces this year, but I'm, I'll, it's going to be another competitive year, um, uh, uh, you know, trying to, trying to win that crown. So, um, and, and I, I'm just, I don't really, like I say, with all these new faces, I don't know what to expect, but I do know these coaches and, and, and I kind of know their systems, especially, um, you know, same for Carly. That was Carly's first year, so I kind of know a little bit more what to expect with her. Um, so I feel comfortable enough in knowing kind of what to expect system-wise, but, um, you know, to be determined with these players, some of, uh, some of them could really be surprising. So uh, I'm excited to kind of see how that plays out. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, we will do this again. I want to do this again where we can talk. Uh, I, I want to talk more about the roster and more about the players, and and hopefully we get to start this thing on time and, and everything goes off without a hitch. But look forward to catching up with you again. Thanks, Chris. Thanks to Coach Burroughs. There's a lot to be excited about around women's basketball and looking forward to seeing them back on the floor again in the McKenzie Arena real soon. You know, Mox on the Mic is available wherever you download your podcast from. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review if you're on Apple Podcast. We certainly appreciate your five-star ratings. And while you're at it, be sure to check out the brand-new GoMox app. It's presented by First Bank. The GoMox app provides users with live stats, game day information, ticket purchasing, and exclusive Mox content, and it's all in one place. It also includes push notifications, so you'll be the first to know score updates, breaking news, promotional offers. The GoMox app is available right now for Apple and Android devices. All you have to do is search Chattanooga Mox Athletics in the App Store or on Google Play and download it today. Thanks again to Coach Burroughs for uh, being with us uh, this week. Thanks to Ann Wehunt for her assistance uh, in uh, helping put this podcast together this week. And also, thanks to our amazing producer, Tate Johnson, for her hard work this week as well. Until next time, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.